I often wondered what kept many Bangladeshis from knowing some of the true heroes in their own midst. Is it because they're less enthusiastic about knowing the achievements of a fellow citizen than finding about their scandals? Upon reflection, I realized that this could also say something about the personality of the person in question. Some people are reluctant to bask in the glory of success or media attention. They carry on with the jobs they have committed themselves to. Salma Suvan, who passed away shortly after the midnight, December 29 and 30, in 2003, was such a person. I often wished to see her as an ambassador uh, of Bangladesh for the simple reason that apart from her enormous talents and brain, she was a rare person whose both parents were ambassadors. I cannot think of another such example. Salma Suvan's father was Mr. Ikramullah, who was the first foreign secretary of the newly independent Pakistan and subsequently represented Pakistan as an ambassador. Salma Suvan's mother, Begum Shaistek Ramullah too was Pakistan's ambassador to Morocco. Her father-in-law too was an ambassador for Pakistan. It would be an understatement to say that Salma Suvan was unobtrusive. She never told me that she was the recipient of the famous Human Rights Award from the Lawyers Committee in USA in 2001. It was Miss Sigourney Weaver, who presented the award to her in person. I had to find it out the hard way, a search through internet. As I was preparing a brief resume on her, Salma Suvan's maternal uncle was Hussein Shahid Shodawardi, and her paternal uncle was Justice Hedayatullah, who later became the Vice President of the Republic of India. Her younger sister was married to Hassan bin Talal, the uncle of Jordan's monarch. Such illustrious family background fades in comparison to her personality, which is full of wit and wisdom. A social activist driven by a conscience and a commitment to the causes of the disadvantaged, she was one of the founders, along with Dr. Hamida Hussain of Ayn o Shalish Kendra, ASK. She left her teaching career in law at the University of Dhaka to commit herself fully to this organization of legal aid to the poor woman and became a champion of human rights, especially of women and children and other disenfranchised communities in Bangladesh. Once I received Salma Suvan at Changi Airport of Singapore, shortly after the assassination of Prime Minister Rajiv Gandhi. And as we were heading to city, she was discussing the tragedy and how shocking it was to her sister, uh, at the time wife of the Crown Prince of Jordan, who knew both Rajiv and Sonia from her Cambridge days. As we were discussing the implication of this murder for Indian politics, our English-speaking taxi driver took part in our conversation. He said, with a characteristic elitist bias, why kill a prime minister? Why not an ordinary peasant? 
Salma Suwan interjected, why a peasant? His life is as precious as that of the former Indian Prime Minister. She argued. The exasperated driver then said, okay, if you have to kill someone, kill a dog. Salma Suwan retorted, human beings have souls and according to many religions, there is resurrection or transmigration of soul, but the poor dog, many believe, has no soul. Once it's dead, it's gone forever. Our friendly driver at that point gave up. Little did he know that his passenger clad in a cotton sari with unkempt hair from a red-eye flight and an unassuming look was a barrister and a humanist. I asked her later whether she knew anyone in Singapore. Salma Suman told me casually that she once met the wife of Singapore's founding leader Lee Kuan Yew, Mrs. Lee, before she was Mrs. Lee, and a senior at Cambridge invited Salma Suman to a tea party organized for a handful of female Asian law students at Cambridge. Salma Suman quipped, you can imagine how small that group was. I didn't press her for any statistics. Salma Suwan was in Cambridge from 1955 to 1957 and in 1958 was called to the bar at the tender age of 21. In another occasion, Salma Suwan was in Singapore along with Mrs. Kamal. They gave a talk at Singapore to an NGO dominated by lawyers and other female professionals. The Singaporean feminist activists came to the talk but were milling around as they were not apparently impressed by the diminutive Salma Sovan with her ordinary looking sari and less ordinary looking mannerism. However, once she started her speech, I saw a gradual change in the audience behavior. Those who were milling around stilled. Those who were standing began to sit. In a few minutes, some of the Singaporean lawyers were sitting on the floor with rapt attention to her deliberations. What an engaging speaker she was. The audience was spellbound. After the talk, the documentary film, Eclipse was screened to the feminists in Singapore. Salma Suwan, a personality extraordinaire, is no more. I had the great privilege of dining in the company of some extraordinary individuals who glowed in their own light some years back. It was a small gathering when Begum Shaistek Ramullah, now deceased, Mr. Ubaidullah Khan, now deceased, Dr. Rahmatullah, his daughter, Dr. Mehra Jahan, and myself sat around a Japanese-style table for a simple but sumptuous dinner hosted by Salma Sovan and her husband, Rehman Sovan, a legend in his own rights. In the dinner, I reminded Begum Shaistek Ramullah of her essay published in the Reader's Digest on a promise that Mr. Jinnah, the founder of Pakistan, made to her. The essay was a recollection of a conversation Begum Ikramullah had with Mr. Jinnah prior to the birth of Pakistan. For a moment, I felt I was talking to history. Like a mother who authored the famous book From Parda to Parliament, Salma Suwan was an intellectual of great caliber and an unparalleled moral integrity. Salma Suwan wrote a letter defending the publicity of Bangabandhu Sheikh Mujibur Rahman in the pages of the Daily Star only when Army League was out of power.
Salma Suwan is survived by her loving husband, Professor Rahman Suwan, and two adorable sons, Babur, an economist, and Zafar, who spawned a cushy lawyer's career in New York to choose a career of journalism in Dhaka. Such a move does not surprise me for both her parents, Salma Suwan, a personality extraordinaire, and Rahman Suwan, stuck it out in Bangladesh amidst adversities. For Salma Suwan, Bangladesh was her base. She lived there, and now she'll be in eternal peace forever here. She'll remain a hero for all those who share her empathy for humanity, especially for those who are socially excluded and disadvantaged. She was a voice for those who needed it most. As a human being, she was a personification of humility and decency, qualities we all can emulate. Thank you.